Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, the rest get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm going pull four in the fucking white sand. I give it all to this fucking mic stand. If it's been done before, then I know I can. Okay. Yes, sir. Did he die like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, shit. Yes, sir. Hey, shit happens like that on the set. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Sheesh. Okay. Oh. Sheesh. Yo, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another season. And welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan, and this is Nice and Neat, Season 4, Episode 1. Yes, how sir. y'all doing? Go ahead, take a second, think about how y'all doing, feel it. How you, how you feeling, fellas? Y'all good? Man, I'm Let's good. tap in with one another, man. Let's, let's tap in. Let's take some time. Let's use this moment to welcome ourselves back yeah. to the viewers and listeners. Come on let's now. Let's tap in, man. Hey, you got some good energy, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask good. you, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling good. Come on. I see the facial hair. A little, see me? What's little, going on with that? What's up with that facial hair? Hey, you know what? I'm glad you asked me, bro, because I'm in a good space right now. I, I spoke about it in season three. I said that I was committing to acting. I've been acting. I've been on set the past two weeks. I've been playing a 20-year-old in this new project called The Choices We Make. And uh, yeah. It's tight. So I'm all in, man. I'm it's all tight. In. So yeah. how you feeling, man? Um, man, it's crazy because I was just talking to Duke yeah. off camera, man. I was saying, man, I gotta, I gotta get a hold of my routine and my schedule, schedule. right now. It's kind of it, it, it in in, a, in the greatest way possible. It's just a little chaotic right yeah. now, yeah. and I'm tr- just trying to figure out how, like, what the routine is gonna be like now moving forward. But other than that, though, bro, I cannot complain. I'm so grateful. I feel so blessed. Like literally, bro, I wake up feeling so grateful. I feel like my plate is filling up with the things that are truly want on you know like my all of my favorite foods are on my plate right now so i'm just trying to figure out how i'm gonna get those down you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm feeling really good how about you guys man how y'all feeling duke how you feeling bro oh man i feel great bro i feel great honestly man i started off the year really committed to taking my fitness and health to another level Mm -hmm. right super disciplined um eating healthy right Eating at scheduled times, really taking just taking my body to to the next level, and where we at this point, six seven weeks into the new year, 
and I just feel amazing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I feel the changes in my body. I've always been in shape. We've always been in shape. Yes, sir. But I think that the urgency that I've kind of attacked this, you know, this whole situation with is different now. And I'm starting to see it show up every single day. You know, as outside of that, man, you know, still trying to just figure out ways to just be the best man I can to my family, to you guys, my friends, to, in my relationship, mm-hmm. uh, to just, you know, my community and people that just like look up to me. Um, you know, working extremely hard, you know, hours and hours and hours. Just it's just kind of consuming me, but it's what you got to do to to, to you know to make it, man. So a lot of just work, a lot of just working out, and um, a lot of just trying to take care of my mental health. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just trying to figure out different ways and different things I can do to just stay sane and and, and keep my mind in the, in the right place. So yeah. what about you, bro? Me, myself, bro, I actually caught, it's funny that he says he's been, I can attest Duke has definitely been in the gym. I caught him in the gym this morning. I tried to sneak in there, <laughs> caught him on the treadmill. You know, Duke is a a, a fitness warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just want to chime in and say, yeah, he's been on his He's been, he's been, he's been on, on his shit. He's been on I, it. I, I, we just started working out together back again, too, so, like. <laughs> he's been on yeah, it. Yeah, he's been on he's it. Been on he's it. been on it. Um, <laughs> but similar to him, I have been taking my my fitness really seriously but mm-hmm. i've been taking my my fitness really seriously because my my routine has really ramped up like i'm a 5 a.m advocate now you know i joined the 5 a.m club. club hello i joined the 5 a.m club you know so i'm up at five but i've also been reading a lot my first hour that i'm up you know i do like a little cold plunge but then i get into a, a like a, a full hour of reading mm. what you mean cold plunge what is that yeah what, what, is, that? what, what, what is that so so you know i've always been really big on just like giving that first hour of the day to yourself like mm-hmm. that's something that has always been mentally and physically so beneficial for my life. That's part of your brand, Golden Hour, right? Exactly. I, I, know, I know. I know. Typically, we think about mm-hmm. about um, the sunset and yep. something like that, but I know sunrise. Getting that money important. shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for myself, that first hour, like really pouring it into myself, I've noticed like waking up at seven, like ah, that's cool, but the sun is up. I hear stuff. Distractions exist. Yeah. You know, then six o'clock was cool too, but. It's still it's, I can, movement. it's still movement. Yep. But yeah. five o'clock, it's just so still. Yeah. It's so still. And I've been finding so much peace in that hour to where I said, you know what? If I want to really, really indulge in me and understand me and feel me and make me happy, I'm gonna selfishly wake up at 5 a.m. Mm. because I'm never gonna find that time at the end of the day. So at I, any point in the day, you won't, yeah. you won't, you think you can, yeah. but it'll never happen. So the only way to find more time in a day is to wake up earlier. And I think, I think even if you do find it, it won't be the same. Nah, nah it's not the it's same. Not uninterrupted. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like even yeah. when I, like, even when I read in the morning, I can read, it's no interruptions, nobody calling me. Like my, I don't even look at my phone the first yeah. hour and a half. I'm yeah. like, yeah. yep. Cause I I don't I don't feel that I don't feel that that FOMO what people yeah. call it I don't feel like I'm missing out on no ain't nobody else up everybody <laughs> sleep everybody sleep yep. so I've been I've been diving into reading a lot um, the most recent thing that I read was a uh, the seven habits of highly effective people mm-hmm. amazing read amazing read I'll get into that as like the season progresses but so like that was the January read and right now in February. In my relationship, you know, February is like the month of love. You know, can we call it that? 
I think so. Cool. And it's Black History. It's Black History Month, right? Come on now. So I'm, I'm black. We black. I love. I love, right? So I've been reading this book called The Love Dare, right? Okay. Me and my girl, we've been reading this book called The Love Dare. And pretty much what it does is it talks about love from a biblical perspective. And then you read it. It's probably only about three pages. And then you do the challenge. Like, so for example, like day one, right? Love is patient. So it's like be patient with your partner all day, no matter what happens. Be patient all day, and then at the end of the day, you journal about it. You may journal about something that may have frustrated you or something that got to you, but, like, you were still patient in, the, in that space, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when we talk about love is patient, love is kind, you know, not only to be like that to other people, but, like, being that to yourself. And, you know, it's really, it's really helped, out, helped me out with my mental health because it has... It puts me in a position to, like, think all the time before mm-hmm. I say something mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, even just engaging with my friends, engaging with my family, especially, you know, the love is patient part is definitely you're going to have to exercise that with your girl. But so today it's been making me like this actually goes directly into our topic. Mm-hmm. And it's important because. It's certain things that you do day to day, moment to moment, minute to minute, that can either make you better or make you worse. And unfortunately, when you're getting worse incrementally smaller, you can't tell sometime. And when you can't tell sometime, you know, sometimes you crumble and then you have to get some help. And like that help is what we call therapy. Mm -hmm. You might have to seek some counseling, you know, and things like that. So our topic today is do I need therapy? Me, myself, I put in a lot of work myself, but, you know, this isn't just about me. Mm-hmm. This is about everybody. And I think, I think, me personally, I think therapy is, um, it can come in many ways, shapes, and forms as we'll get through in the, into the episode. But I know this is big for you, too. Yeah. I know this is big for you, too. Omar, how do you feel about this topic today, man? Well, I, I'm glad that we're touching on it. I'm glad we were touching on it. I think it's it's something that needs light, especially in, in, in today's times. And I think people in general are doing a better job of being vocal about just mental health and just advocating for therapy. My personal opinion is I, I would like to think that more times than not, we have all had traumatic experiences in our life, right? And I like to think of traumatic experiences like compare them to physical scars that you may get as like a kid being outside, Mm -hmm. right? And as a kid, right, you do everything to make sure that scar heals, right? You put ointment on it, you put a Band-Aid. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You make sure it heals so you can go about your day, right? But it never goes away. Mm. The scar, I got scars from, I remember this scar from ninth grade playing Mm -hmm. on on a football field with rocks. They never go away. They always, there's always a mental reminder. And I think that all of us have had one situation or many more where we probably didn't handle it the right way. We handled it the right way we, we thought was best fit in the moment. 
but it may, it may not have been the best way. And because of that, it's left an emotional scar. Yeah. Right? And until we actually go in and treat that scar, it's going to keep coming up for us. Like, we're never going to forget it. You know what I'm saying? And just like wounds, we know, right? If they don't heal properly and you fall back on it, it could open back up. Mm. It open back back up again. It hurts again, you know? And I think that when those things happen for us in our lives, they open back up. And sometimes we don't know how to react or we react the wrong way. And I think we do that because we haven't had therapy. We haven't yeah. treated ourselves. You're just reacting to the pain. We're just reacting to the pain. And it's yeah. like, once we address that pain, we'll never forget it, but at least we could know it's behind us. Yeah. And the scar isn't opening back up again. Yeah. But like I said, it's there. It's there. So like we can't ignore the scars. You can, but we're going to walk around not handling situations that happen to us in the future the best way. And we all, I think we all desire to get better as human beings. Yeah. You know, that's like... That should be something that we're all striving for. You want to be better than you were last year, last month, yesterday, this, that, and the third. You know, so I, I think that therapy is important, and I think that we all need therapy at some point. You know, yeah. it, it really boils down to do you want it? It's not mm -hmm. about a matter of need, because I think we all need it. Like, do you want it? Well, some people don't know how to, some people actually aren't conditioned to, like, feel like they need it, right? Even mm -hmm. if you do want it, right? You probably feel like, Yo, I just don't have the means to get therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's such a thing that it's such like a, it's been such like a luxury to us, right? Where people are socialized to think that therapy is just some far out thing that we can't attain unless we're just in such a like mess. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's that could be one thing why people don't why people don't do ther therapy. But to answer the question of do you need therapy? Yes. Yes. Yes, you need therapy. Yes, you need therapy. Yes, you need therapy. Yes, we need therapy. All right. And that shows up in different ways. All right. It doesn't mean you have to go to a counselor or a therapist, but you definitely need some kind of variation of therapy to get you through. All mm -hmm. right. And another thing, right, there's like this. Everyone always thinks that I don't need therapy if nothing happened to me. Everyone always thinks that I don't need therapy because nothing happened to me, right? But to your point about breaking your wrist or getting a scar, you need therapy even if nothing happens to you because it's preventive, mm -hmm. all right? So, like, just because you didn't go through this traumatic experience doesn't mean you can't go speak to somebody, right, and let them know how you're doing, because the, the point of therapy is to heal you or to prevent you from being injured or hurt. That's the point of therapy. So right? let me ask you this. Have you always felt like this about therapy? Or it was was this a discovery for you? Like, when did you start feeling like this? No, of course. This is like a new thing for, for me. This is a new thing for me. I'm more conscious now. I'm older, right? I'm much more aware of the the... The benefits of therapy, the benefits of talking to people, the benefits of doing little things to put my headspace in the right space, right? Another thing, bro, therapy can really be anything, right? I know what we know to be therapy is, you know, going going in, like the movies taught us to go in a room, lay on a chair, tell somebody our problems, mm -hmm. right? Super relaxing, 
right? Yeah. But therapy can start at the very smallest thing, right? You're feeling stressed, put your phone down, mm. right? You're feeling uh, overwhelmed, stop working. Mm. It's pretty right? simple. You can't afford to talk to a therapist. Well, talk to your friend. Because mm. sometimes, because mm-hmm. sometimes therapy, the right one, right? Because sometimes therapy is not necessarily about someone providing a solution for you, but just getting that shit off. Yeah. Sometimes right. you just want to get that shit off, you yeah. know, and that could be the difference between, you know, being in a healthy mind space and just a super negative dark place. You know what I mean? But yeah. like everyone needs it. Yeah. Right. Because we all go through things and we all are living with demons yep. and we all are living with some kind of hurt or we're trying to stay in a healthy place. So we all need it. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to ask a question because I, I feel like it, it's good to like create this um use these analogies, right? Why do you think it took us so long to be, like, conscious of needing therapy, right? Because cause we're emotionally hurt, whereas because we're athletes, right? Yeah. Like, when you get, you hurt your toe, you go into therapy. Right. Immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Do something with your hamstring? Shit, I got I to gotta go to therapy. Immediately. Yeah. There is no thinking about it. Now that we're older, what do you think has made us more aware because like we've always known that if I'm hurt, I need to go get therapy, right? I need to go get help. You've always known that. So what, what do we not correlate mental um, injuries, scars? We don't. With physical? We, no, we absolutely don't. not. We don't. We don't. I'm, I'm done. One, uh-huh. because when I'm physically, physically hurt, you can see that. Uh, I see. You can see that. So it becomes like an ego thing. Right? Everyone can see that I'm physically hurt. So it's easy for me to say, I need yeah, to go fix this. I need to go fix this. Mm-hmm. You guys, look, my foot. I see. Right? Hey, I'm struggling up top. Now I had to convince people that I'm struggling. Because someone can be like, well, you're in the NFL, bro. Right. You are you got a million dollar contract. What are you tripping off of? Everybody got right? problems. Right. So then so then that that fear or that not even fear, but that hassle that you want to avoid. Yeah. Right. That perception that you want to avoid. Right. It's it's heavier than saying like, yo, I'm hurt. My knees hurt because it's easy to prove that. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big reason. And also like the weakness part of it. Is it weakness though? It's not. Nah, I think it's, it's, it's vulnerability. Like, okay, 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 okay. To tell it's someone okay. to, to tell someone that you need help, it's a very, very vulnerable space. To tell someone you need help with something that they can't see, it's a very, very, very vulnerable space. Yeah. Right. You know, explaining to someone about something that you're struggling with that they haven't pointed out yet, very, very vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. But like, like you said, why now? Because when you're eight and you break your ankle, you know you broke your ankle. But when you're eight and something happened to you, you don't you haven't have you don't have life figured out enough to, to know, know that something wrong. To yeah. know that something's wrong yeah. because yeah. it's yeah. something that you have to tell somebody else something's wrong with me. And you may not know how to even articulate that right. depending on what it was. And now you get into your twenties and your thirties, now people are starting to recognize over twenty plus years of this same injury. And they can see it now. Now they can see it like, yo, like you notice that Omar wasn't really happy today all day. Like something was wrong with him. But when you're a kid, it's just like, ah, they're just having a bad day. Oof. But you still don't really like people still 
can identify that yeah. you're having a bad day, but they still don't know the root of it. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, if you break your ankle, that can hurt for a year, but you're always going to be like, yo, it's because I broke my ankle last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Doing but, but jump, mentally, jumping off the jungle. Right. Gym. Your spirit, your your mental wellness. Right. It's so many things that you think of in the course of like that, that traumatizing moment. So many. So anything could really. It's hard to identify because there's so many things we thought about. So many. Um, you know, disappointments, so many stressful moments that two, three years, five years, ten years later, it's it's almost impossible to pinpoint that thing if we haven't done the work to search for it. Yeah. You know? So I'm gonna ask, we talk about therapy. Mm-hmm. When were you first introduced to it? Outside of sports medicine? Me? Yeah. The first the, the youngest the youngest memory connected to therapy you can possibly see a therapist? Of. Not even actually seeing a therapist to where you're like, oh, okay, I need help with this. Man, this, I'm 33 years old. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I was, hey, man, it's a safe space. I was 32. <laughs> I, I, was 32. I was 32. 32. Mm-hmm. I was 32 when I was like, and it wasn't even really, more so my fiance brought that to my attention. Were you ever depressed before that? Or did you know what depression was? Now that I know what depression was, um, excuse me, now that I know what depression is, I was definitely depressed. I was definitely dealing with depression. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to articulate it. I was going through mood swings. To be honest, I still. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I still have them. I'm working on it. You know, it's something that I'm working on now. But man, I entered therapy last May. And it's been everything for me. Therapy, which is crazy because I I knew about meditation. You know, I knew about yoga and stuff like that. But like going to therapy this past year really got me into this meditation thing that I'm doing on that I'm on this meditation wave. Like it's become a part of my life and um, it's because of therapy. But it's crazy because every other problem in my life, I never even thought about needing therapy. Mm. You know, it was the right person that had a conversation with me and was like, hey, this, that, and the third, they're not really, I don't really think. You were in a space to receive it. I was in a place to receive it mm-hmm. from that person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want, I don't want to hurt this person. So anything this person tells me, it's like, Okay, let me really listen, mm. you know, before maybe you may have said something to me or maybe you may have said something to me. And I was like, they tripping. They being soft. They being soft. Yeah. They tripping. They, nah. But when the right person says it to you, you know, it made me sit back and think and realize, like, you know what? Maybe I should see somebody, <laughs> you know, mate, mate. I mean, damn. And when I did, it was eye opening. It was very uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable, to be honest. You're sitting there talking about problems or issues with a stranger and as easy as it can be it's still uncomfortable to start you're exposing yourself to a stranger you know but once you get past that part and you start peeling back the layers and get into the things that really have affected you throughout your life um i think you can start having real gains personally mentally Mm -hmm. and, and start seeing like 
okay, I'm having some real growth here. Yeah. Okay, I, oh, 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 I didn't handle that situation right three months ago, but today, mm-hmm. man, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of the way that I maneuvered through that situation. Like, I actually weave through that shit nicely. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so um, I, I think it's beneficial and uh, like it's, it's unfortunate that it, it, I stumbled upon it last year. Not even, it wasn't even a year ago, it was think, under a year. I think an obstacle for us, right? Um, it's hard for us to realize that we need therapy if we're having fun and our, our life just feels like it's unproblematic. Yeah. You know, like if I'm partying all the time and to me it's fun, I'm happy. I feel like I'm happy at least. I don't think I need therapy because I'm like, look at my life. Look at the people I know. Look at the access I have. He's, he's coping. Right? He's coping. Look, he's coping. That's a coping mechanism. He's coping. That's a coping mechanism. I don't know what that is at this he's point. He's coping. Yep. I don't know what that so is. So tell at us this about point. a coping mechanism. Right? So uh, a coping, coping mechanism is things that you do to avoid having to do the work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, if I um, have an issue with alcohol uh, abuse, right, and I every time I every time I get stressed, I drink alcohol. That alcohol, me drinking, can be a coping mechanism instead of trying to figure out, well, why am I stressed? Yeah. Why am I stressed? What can I do to not be stressed. Who can I speak to? All of these things that we try to avoid, and we just try to skip to the alcohol to take care. Not even, not even provide a solution. No, it just to, makes you forget about it momentarily. Exactly. Figuring out different ways to cope is not real. Yeah, it's not real, and the problem still lingers. Mm-hmm. So know? speaking of coping mechanisms, and you saying like, "Man, my life is good. I got all these people around me, yeah. and things like that." Right. So if you're going through you're going through, it's getting difficult, and you have all these people around you, but like no one's really saying anything about what you're dealing with in a negative space. Like, you know, if you're drinking excessively, but you're paying for the drinks, you're the life of the party, you're the one that's, you're the one that's kicking it off. Is that a coping mechanism as well by hanging out with people who aren't going to say you know, like, hey, yo, I think you got a problem. People who might not pull you to the side by surrounding yourself with those people. Surrounding yourself with, with yes men, is, is that, does that make it a coping? I don't yes. think so. Yeah. I don't think so because I don't think in those moments you're thinking about whoever you're around as the people that are saving you or preventing you from. Because after they're gone, you still got to go home and deal with this stuff yourself. I don't think so. I think that they can help, but I don't think that that's the coping mechanism. Yeah, I think the I issue agree. is for, you know, and also, like, we got to be real, man. This, like, mental health, mental wellness, black people getting therapy, young people getting therapy. This is a new it's thing. Foreign. It's foreign. This is a new thing, yeah. right? Like, like he yeah. said, he said he was 32 when he discovered it. That's not unnormal. Right, <laughs> that's not all normal for black for black men. Yeah, black men, black men in particular. Bro, so we have the unfortunate, <laughs> we have the unfortunate ple- pleasure of being black men. So what that means is like we didn't grow up thinking that, and you guys can hear this on every single podcast, but we didn't grow up thinking that we had the luxury to like say, "Hey, man, I'm going through something." 
we're supposed to be strong. Yep. We're supposed to be, you know, the same way as black women, like black, black, strong, strong, women, strong black men. We're supposed to be able to carry the burden of ourselves and other people, you know, and we're super prideful, super egotistical. Yep. And that doesn't really align with the way we kind of think ourselves to be. So if there's an issue, what did I say last season? Suffer in silence. A lot of us will suffer in silence, even though there's an issue, because we have that fear of the perception of being weak or vulnerable. Yep. Because the life that we've lived to whatever point is not one where we've been welcomed to, to be vulnerable and be weak and say we need help and say we need you know, guidance and therapy and all those things. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. What's the deal, y'all? Welcome back to the Nice and Neat Halftime Show. I'm your host, Omar, and I want to welcome you guys back to another season of Nice and Neat. And I got a question. I want to know for the viewers, really the viewers, the listeners, man, if you guys haven't seen it already, you guys got to go check out the promo. I want to know what you guys thought of the promo video. We put some time, some thought, and some real effort into it. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, we just want to know what y'all, how y'all feeling about that. So drop that in the comments below about what y'all thought of the season four promo. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, with that said, man, we're going to get into the nice and neat halftime show. Dim the rules. Duke, what we got? Yeah, man. So we are having a discussion about therapy and mental wellness and mental health and things of that nature, right? And if you have been paying attention to the internet and Instagram for the last few weeks, we know you have. Then, <laughs> then I'm sure you've seen Kanye West um, posting a lot about his relationship, about his kids, um, you know, about just various things that to some people can be alarming to some people can be entertaining but um there's definitely a uh, a mental wellness component that we want to highlight and um it just seems to me right that and i could be wrong i could be wrong but it seems to me there there's things that he's dealing with or he has you know on the back of his mind or in his heart or surrounding him that he ha hasn't dealt with right um, what do you guys think about what's been going on? Is it just Kanye being Kanye? Is it just for entertainment? Or do you guys think that there's like something, an underlying thing going on that he needs to address? It's it's funny that you say like just Kanye being Kanye. Because like as Omar said, he was having moose wings. That's Omar being Omar until he makes a change. Mm -hmm. Like... For example, it was Ron Artest being Ron Artest mm. until mm. he made a change. So he became mm. Metal World Peace. Mm. You know, and had an awakening. And and he had an awakening and he he was really close with his therapist. And as we're talking about therapy, like some people therapists need to be somebody who's heavily involved in their life. And some people just like, I just need to see somebody so I can get some stuff off my chest yeah. here and there. But do I think Kanye needs help? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I do. And that's just what I, it is. That's what it is. I think that's he. Where you that's where I stand. I think he needs help. Yeah, I, I think he needs help too. But I also think we don't give Kanye enough credit mm -hmm. for being a genius. Okay. And I think there is a method to his madness. Okay. And if you just study Kanye's career, right? Anytime he's dropping 
anything, he's going to indulge in some type of controversy. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. He always seems to resurface when something is boiling Too for big. him. Right? So, like, right now, I know we spoke about it off camera. You guys haven't seen it yet, but he has a new documentary out right, right, on right. Netflix. Right? right? Perfect. It's like, it's so coincidental. No one even knew. He, he never even said he was he, working on it. He never even talked about it. Yeah. Right? This is something he's been working on. All of a sudden, he starts posting all these crazy things, which I think he's way out of pocket for, by the way. But... For whatever reason, that's his like marketing strategy, yeah, yeah. right? And it's I definitely think he needs help because this is not the way he should be going about it, yeah. right? But I do think he there is a he has a strategy. I don't think he's like sitting down and this shit is just random. I think yeah. he's thinking about it. I think he's making poor choices. He could be making better ones in terms of how he wants to unveil this, you know, red carpet for whatever he has coming out. Yeah. Um, he he definitely needs help though. But do you guys think it's unfair though? for people to say that he needs help. Things like he needs help, right? Based on him doing something that's just different than what's normal for like normal people, you know? Because I don't know if you guys saw, but he was on stage talking about like, everybody's talking about I need help just because I'm not, you know, a house nigga that's basically conforming to like everyone else's expectations and the rules. Because he, he does have some like valid points there. Yeah. Right? Is he is that fair for people like us to say, hey yo, even though we really don't know the intricacies of what he's grown going through, we can say that. Yeah. You know? It's crazy because as I was watching this documentary the other night, I was thinking, damn, it's crazy because the documentary is reminding me how much of a Kanye fan I am. Mm. And it's also a huge Kanye fan. Huge. It's yeah. also showing me that, like, oh man, like his upbringing, like the things that he's talking about, the things that he's advocating for, how he believes in himself, it's not coming from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is the same person he's been the entire time, his entire career. Yeah, he was the same guy in two thousand two with the braces I and mean, with the retainer, with you know talking funny. That he is now, it's just magnified. It's on a different scale. So, like yeah. to say, like a lot of people will say, "Man, I'm Mr. Old Kanye." He's always been him. He always been mm-hmm. Kanye. Gotcha. He always been Kanye. Maybe, gotcha. m- it, m- maybe it's it's rubbing you a wrong the wrong way now because of your political stance or what you believe in or who you are. But the dude has really always been himself. Right. So it may be unfair for someone to say he needs help. If that person hasn't seeked help themselves, mm. you know what I'm saying. But if you've sought out help before, maybe maybe it's not unfair for you to say because okay. you could recognize. Okay, yep. You you know you could recognize that the trauma and someone's hurt. So like, or maybe if you if, have somebody in your life that's probably kind of gone through that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Every, everything you're saying is valid, right? But I'm I'm I've one of the things that I've adopted recently is just like we can rationalize anything. And I tend to do that a lot. Yeah. We can rationalize literally anything. We can rationalize whatever it is that we want in society today. And one thing that I pay attention to is when I say that somebody needs help, it's not because it's not because they're always doing something crazy, but if 
everything you do is based off of just you and the decisions you're making for you without worrying about anybody else, you need help. Mm. We don't live in a society where it's just you. Yeah. Like, regardless if this makes you uncomfortable to think about other people before you think about you, you need help if you just think about you mm-hmm. in every single aspect. I'm only thinking about me. Yeah, I understand. Like, for example, he has extremely valid points to how he wants to raise his daughter. But in the midst of trying to raise his daughter the way he wants to raise his daughter, he's throwing the woman that he had this daughter with under the bus. Yeah. There's ways to do things. I'm not. And that's why when we be like, well, I feel him. It's like you can say you feel an aspect yeah. of what he's trying to do. But. You know, like you, you, you still laid with this woman. You still got to give this woman the respect. Like, if you saying your daughter is the most important person to you, like this person helped you make the most important person. Yeah. How you gonna disrespect her along the way? Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. I just, I just want to be clear. I empathize with Kanye, but I still think he's out of pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just want to be. Cl- I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. okay. Yeah. So, speaking of. Uh, you know, Duke got a question. Speaking of, no, he, he always got a question. He always got a question. You know, we can't get out of halftime without something juicy. Uh, so, speaking of the mother of his child, Kim Kardashian, right? We've all, if you've been paying attention to the internet, like we know you have, right? Then you've been seeing just confusing posts from Kanye. It's like one minute he's like against Kim, and then the next minute he's like, "I want my family back." Next minute he's about to kill Pete. It's just. It's just really confusing. It's Crazy. really confusing. So, no smoke. so that brings me to my next question. Clearly, he wants his family back. He wants his woman back. Is there ever a such thing as doing too much to get your girl back? <laughs> I guess that depends if you get her back or not. <laughs> hey, hey, did you see? And that's. That's good that you said that. I'm seriously that's good right? that you said that because that once again goes back to therapy. Mm. What damage are you doing in order to get her back? Because you could get her back, but the damage is done on the back end. Like you guys both have publicly walked around with just other exposed. People. Yeah, y'all just exposed. Y'all like, crazy. did the divorce go through? They were never divorced. It never. They never filed. Oh, well, they never. She never filed. He never filed for divorce. So we already knew what time it was from the whole time. Uh, they in cahoots. First of all, the Kardashians are the king of cahoots. Of cahoots. <laughs> okay. Okay. They're always cooking up something for a campaign. They always they know how to stir up water to catch fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kanye mm-hmm. been in the house long. I like that. I like Kanye that. Kanye been in the house long enough to, to, to pick up the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like I I, I Is don't too much. It's it's way too much. It's way too much. So to answer your question, is there a thing as doing too much in order to get your girl back? Um, when you're using outside forces, yes. But when you're just expressing complete vulnerability and you're breaking yourself down in between order to get your partner, between you and your partner, no, nah, yeah. I don't think you could do too there's much. No mm-hmm. There's, there's no, no limit. There's no limit. Mm-hmm. When no you limit. marry somebody, there's no limit. Go get your wife. And y'all made vows together? Go get your wife. Go get your wife, bro. Go get your wife. Go get your wife. Like, hey, I don't care if you're sitting outside in the rain. Go get your wife. Box yelling cinnamon apple. <laughs> go get your wife. Go get your wife. Go get your wife, bro. Okay. That is real. You know, so no, nah, I don't I don't think I don't think there is no doing I'll never tell you like, hey bro, you're doing too much trying to get your girl back. Mm. Yeah. What? Why? What society we live in that we gotta be that cool to say I can't go and, and go the hardest to get the most important thing in my life? Yeah. What society we live in where we saying that? Like everybody's so so used to just being cool. That's another thing too that kind of 
makes me take a step back and kind of side with with Kanye because sometimes he does present public vulnerability and people are like he's crazy. Yeah. So that's the thing, because it's so it's so uncommon for us. It's uncommon for us, so it's easy for us to judge something that we've never experienced. Oof. It's easy for us. Why are we so quick? We're not in that situation. Everything is corny to us. Mm -hmm. Every dude is lame to us. You're doing too much. You're too thirsty. You're a simp. You're a sucker. All right? Those are things that we've created and labeled onto guys that are going to go the extra mile to get their woman back, even if they've done wrong. You know? Even if they've done wrong. I know we can sit here and say, well, he should have never did X, Y, Z. Yeah. Okay. But in this moment, he's trying to make amends, and he, although... He could be, he could be going through something. He could appear crazy, but like, let's talk about this specific situation right now. He looks to me like he's trying to get his woman back. Yeah, and I don't think that's ever doing too much. Me either. Okay. Me either. And um, yeah, dim, duh, rules. Yeah, I, I wanted to touch on something really quick before we um concluded halftime. It's um, it's like, what was your last time? Damn, I'm sorry. What was your last thought? God damn. Which one? Which one? Fuck, I, I just lost my train of thought. You know, whenever I get it, I'm going to come back to it. I'll, I'll bring it up if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's it's really good. I don't know why okay. I lost my train of thought, but it's all good. With that said, y'all, we're going to conclude this week's halftime show and get to the rest of it the only way we know how. That's with some positive energy, some positive vibrations, and a smile, of course, man. Let's go. You know, the first half got me thinking, y'all. I ain't going to hold you. I got to make a confession to y'all. Uh-oh. I got to make a confession. Not a confession. I got to make a confession, man. I asked Omar when he essentially was introduced to therapy and realized that it was important. It was something that was for his life. Obviously, it was things that happened that were therapeutic for him along the way, but he wasn't introduced to it, like all of us. Mm -hmm. So he said that was 32 for him. Uh For me, it was 27. And... Where I was actually introduced and I was like, oh, this is helping. It was the first time where I went through a very, very difficult... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Time. I went through a crazy, crazy difficult breakup and I experienced depression for the first time in my life. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. Every day, like there's, there's, it takes a lot to get me down. And even when that a lot happens, I'm still not down. It takes a lot. So. I realized, like, I was waking up every day, and I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I want to stay in the bed. And I was, you know, I'm a barber, so people got important things to do all the time. So I can't stay in the bed because people rely on me. And one of my greatest forms of therapy 
was having to get up and go to work. And mm. I know Duke said for him, sometimes therapy is like not going to work. For me, my therapy was going to work mm -hmm. and cutting you guys and talking and telling y'all like, yo, like this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. You know, like I didn't want to get up and do nothing today, but like, you know, I had to make sure I took care of you guys. You know, she's going through this. Like I'm going through this. This is how I feel every single day. And I know I started to notice like this is making me feel better. Like just talking. You couldn't wait to get to work. I couldn't wait to get to work. I can't wait work. to cut ahead. I can't wait to tell people what I'm going through right now. No, it's real. And it really made me feel good. And and obviously, like that was I wasn't just cutting random people. I got to a point in my career to where I was I was only cutting people I really wanted to cut, which actually mm -hmm. were my friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down and I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm telling them what I'm going through, telling them how I'm feeling. They're giving me their advice. And keep in mind, it's just so important to have good people in your life. It's so important to have good people that honestly tell you when you, where you're wrong first and then give you advice. Because when you got people that's just like, yeah, man, that's messed up. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, that's this. You know what? You should do that. Don't tell me what I should do. I already made that decision myself. Mm-hmm. Tell me, give me something new. Like, don't don't double down on what I said or how I feel. Give me something new. Give me a new angle. Give me a new perspective. So my confession is, though, I still use you guys as my therapist. Mm -hmm. I still do. I bounce things off of you guys all the time. Whether you notice it or not. Right. right. I don't, like, when I'm telling y'all something, it's not just like, oh, we homies, let's talk. Like, it's like... Yo, this is something. That's I'm getting kinda, this off. I'm getting yeah. it off. I'm getting this off. <laughs> I got to get it off. I got to get it off. And, you know, and I love when it's like us because to me it, all, it, it serves as group therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you guys, have you guys ever participated in group therapy? Or even, I know y'all both in relationships, have you ever participated in couples therapy? Or is that something you'll be willing to do? Yeah, I'm definitely going to get to the couples therapy for sure. I, I want to do that. I think Chanel's down with that. We just haven't got around to it. But we want to do that because we want to be together for a long time and want to have a healthy relationship. And we both believe, like I said earlier, that we shouldn't have to wait to something. We shouldn't have to wait till the, the house is burning down to, like, go get the water hose. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we should just make sure that thing is, like, nice and solid and everything's taken care of before even the fire even start. Right? That's really important to it's me. It's like, instead of, instead of, like, waiting to go grab the fire hose, you guys are just building a shield. Yeah. You guys are building a shield yeah, so when, when the shit comes, it's all good. that shit just falling it's, right it's down. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You like got extinguishers in every room. Come on, man. It's good. Yeah. Like, therapy. Yeah. And also, also, this is important to know because, like, therapy is not the solution for everything. No. It's not going to solve all of your problems. <laughs> like, you're still going to go through things. But I think it that, may help identify. But but exactly. So it's going to help you uh, identify and acknowledge those things and embrace those things. So now, when you're having these strange feelings and emotional emotional about uh, about something, you can know where it's coming from. You know, and then you can be like, okay, now I can fix it, mm -hmm. right? Because but it's impossible to fix something if you don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know, and in therapy, talking to a friend, talking to um, you know a therapist group therapy, you know, just kind of speaking about what you're going through allows you to kind of just learn about yourself and learn about what you're going through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talon, though, uh, let me ask you something, though. I know you said um, we're kind of like your experiences with us kind of serve as at those therapy moments. Have you, have you been to, like, actual therapy, like, 
fit like counseling therapy yeah i have but not in this in the form that most people would just like think about i've done counseling like with my pastor mm. so my pastor will sit down and go through certain aspects and and i'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing the important things about therapy right and that's why i use the word counseling as well because mm-hmm. To be a therapist, you have to have a degree, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to sit, but to be, to counsel, yeah. you know, you can just be someone with the wisdom that yeah. the person needs or the person that holds tools to hand to somebody yeah. to be able to use when they get in those specific situations. So one thing that I've, I've learned is actually the most important thing about therapy is everybody can go to therapy and have moments of enlightenment and be like, wow, I do do that. I am a terrible person in those situations. But the whole point of therapy is being able to get in the moments and then be able to use the tools that you were given in therapy or in those counseling sessions when you're back in those moments where you made those mistakes at. Because if you go to therapy, you make the mistake, and then you go out and make the mistake again, and mm-hmm. then you go to therapy and talk about the same mistake that you talked about two weeks ago. Therapy's not working for you. Hamster wheel. You're not using it right. Yeah. You're not using it right. So the whole point of therapy is to get the tools yeah. so you can actually go out and like how Omar said, oh, I weave through that situation like I did it. Yeah. The same situation yeah. last month I was frustrated in, yep. I got put right back in that same situation, mm-hmm. and now it was like, Man, I was able to achieve the result that I was really looking for. Yeah. Your heart's typically in the right place, yeah. but it's the actions that you carry out to get to it. Wow. You just like you're leaning your you're, you're leaning your ladder against the wrong building. You try to get up, right. but wow. you're just leaning your ladder against the wrong building. Mm. Switch it up a little bit, mm. and that's what therapy does for you. Mm. It gives you the tools to maximize your abilities. Yes. And that's and a lot of people they they go to therapy and they be like, oh, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to therapy, and now. They're operating in a kind of a, a semi self righteous place to yeah. where they're like, because I go, I'm now better than you. I don't appreciate right. those people that just right. throw that in your face. Like, well, oh, I'm going to therapy. I'm getting help. I'm getting help. Like I, got I, it, I got it under control. Nah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's just such a boastful way about going about it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you almost take away from the therapy that you're getting. Because if you. If you truly taking what you're supposed to be taking from the therapy, you shouldn't be out here talking about yeah. it. If, if, if you're doing it in any way, it's more of a, hey, man. I've been in therapy mm-hmm. and it's really been helping me and bro, I think it can help you too. Yeah. You know, rather than like, I'm in therapy. What about you? You know, this is like two different ways of going about it. I yeah. never appreciated the people that want to just throw it in your face. You yeah. should be giving that game right back. You, you feel what I'm saying? You know, this is what I learned from therapy. That's what you should be giving straight back up. to people. Straight up. So straight. we're black men. You know, we've had good, bad experiences, a ton of experience. And we're sitting there talking about therapy. So, if you're watching this show or listening to this show, we always try to make sure that you take something away from the show, all right? So I want to ask you guys, uh, what are some things, right? What are some practical things that you can do or that, that the average person can do that can help them improve their state of mental wellness, right? So if it's uh, something like for us, it would be obviously, <laughs> for us it would be, going to the gym right something easy like going to the gym what other things can people do that are listening or watching this can they do today tomorrow next week that can help them in their state 
of mental wellness. I got one. I got one because I wanted to touch on this um, on your last question for Duke. Um, I think you could find a hobby that you really enjoy, particularly that you could do with like other people mm. or, or maybe one other person. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it would be golfing. Mm. Like when I think about like my other forms of therapy that are with group, because that was your question. Have you ever experienced group therapy mm-hmm. or like partner therapy with your partner? Right. For me, I do group therapy all the time on the golf course. Right. I get with some of my closest friends or sometimes people that I don't know well at all. And we just talk mm. in between the golfing and the playing. We talk three hours, four, four hours. Yeah. It's a four hour therapy session. So I would encourage people to find something that they really enjoy doing. Like truly, whatever it is, painting, uh, riding bikes, golfing, rock climbing, yeah. uh, reading, a book club, whatever it is, like finding something that you could do that you're truly passionate about that you don't get paid from that just fuels you. Right. Yeah. That you could do with somebody that you could talk to. I think that's been one beneficial way for me to like actually just engage in therapy and other forms, you know, and truly like and, it, and I think about anything else that I'm doing right now in my life. And it, golfing is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So just try to find a hobby would be my biggest advice that that you could do with other people. I'll be very specific about that, because I think the other when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. People is, is key. Because if I'm out there by myself, I really don't get that therapy that I'm looking for. Yeah. I get that peace, right? You definitely don't get that peace, but I don't really get to get it off. Mm-hmm. And that's why we go to therapy, so so we could get it off, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that would be my advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 like, I like the part of just being able to get it off. Like, obviously, I can say, oh, you know, sit down by yourself, wake up early. You know, I can say those things, but we have to engage with people. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. in this life, we have to engage with people. You know, they say, like, if you were the only human on earth, like, you wouldn't live for a certain amount of days just because you'd be lonely. Humans need interaction and yep. you'll just go crazy. You'll, you'll kill yourself or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote him. Yeah, don't quote me. Look it up. Look it <laughs> up. Look it up. But I think it's really important to, I'm sure we always fall short somewhere. 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 We fall short somewhere. Whether it was like I got into an argument last week. Arguments, arguments shouldn't really, really be happening like that. Like differences can happen, but arguments where we're raising our voices, you know, and then you walk away and there was no decision made. There was no, there was no like, okay, cool. Omar feels this way. I feel this way. Like it was just like, nah, we just argue mm-hmm. and you walk away and you're like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just raised our voice at each other. That was it. Mm-hmm. I think you should really take a step back at the end of every single week and look at exactly how your week went out and be like, okay, I want to make one thing better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to make one thing better. If I know that I'm a very confrontational person, how do I enter into a confrontation and I'm able to exit it in the way that I want it to see, regardless of how my feelings feel? Because a lot of times, man... We operate off of just the way we feel. Yep. 
And when and your feelings are, like I said earlier, you can rationalize anything when you are operating within your feelings. But when you're like a principled person and you're like, hey, no matter what, I don't do this. So even if I feel offended, that's not the way that I'm going to operate. Yep. I think that is like those are like little small things. And that's like that's like advanced. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. That is definitely advanced. That's an advanced way to go through therapy within yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I know every single moment to where it was like, I could have handled that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Every moment, even small conversations, even even if we have a disagreement or, you know, like like getting into it with your homie. And you're just like, oh, yeah, we did low-key get into it today, but tomorrow we'll be cool. And y'all, I know I could have handled it better. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know I could have handled it better. Yep. And now, and it's going to happen again. This is the funny thing about life. That cycle exists. Yes, it does. And the things that you failed at last week, it's going to show gonna pop up. up again. It's going to show up on the test next week. Until you pass it. Until yep. you pass it. And yep. then when you pass it, you won't even notice it anymore. No, nah, and it's going to be something else. And it's going to be something else. Yep. It's going to be something else. else. Yep. What's something therapeutic you do, Man, dude? you know what? I think that y'all, y'all definitely hit it on the, um, on the head with, especially with just like always wanting to be around other people mm-hmm. or just like the interaction part of it. That's super important. But just on a very basic, practical level, something that you can do, uh, and then then I'll wrap this up, that you can do a lot of times um, our our mental wellness is tied to like anxiety and stress and us feeling overwhelmed, right? Or us just being angry, right? It can be a, a bevy of things, right? But something just really practical. Look at your environment, your house, your car. Look at your environment and just look if it's tidy or not, right? If it's clean, if things are in order and organized, small changes within your environment can make a huge difference in your mentality. All right. So if you're listening to this or watching this right now. Before you close this out, dude, you just you, you brought me to something and you okay. said anxiety. And I actually just re- recently learned something that took my that took my my like I said my personal therapy to mm-hmm. a whole nother level that that really elevated my mental health. I've noticed that every time I go to the airport, I'll be really anxious. Mm. My anxiety will be crazy, but mm-hmm. I also noticed that I was doing everything the day of my flight. Mm-hmm. Rather than before, so Spreading I wasn't being out. proactive. I was just being reactive, reactive to my situation. That's what he talked about earlier. Yeah. That prehab, yeah, not rehab, prehab, prehab. Right. preventive. You got you got to be proactive in your in your life situations because when you're reactive, then your body reacts. Right. So and if you're proactive, you can get ahead of those feelings. And I, yeah. I remember I packed. I packed two days before. I called the Uber. I didn't feel that anxiety feeling. Yeah. At all yeah. on the way to the airport. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so I have to get ahead of things. Yes. Like I have to plan things. So like even just planning your planning your 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 day the night before. Right. One thing Omar is an advocate of, he picks out his clothes yep. the day before. He know what he's wearing all the time. Yep. One yep. less thing you gotta worry about. Straight up. How do you mm-hmm. eliminate the things that you have to worry about? That gonna stress you out. That's gonna stress, gonna you, stress out. you out. And we want to eliminate that. And you want to eliminate all of those things. That. I'm I'm sorry to cut no, you off, but that's I I feel like they absolutely needed that, to get before that we cut, before, before we so, cut off this so episode. I was saying I was saying though, just make sure like your environment and your space is organized and it's conducive to like thinking clearly and it's conducive to just happy thought. I know a lot of us go through so much, but these are simple 
practical things that you could do tomorrow mm-hmm. that's going to make a difference, right? I ain't talking about going to book um, a session with, with, with your local therapist, right? Yep. That's a little more uh, intricate and requires more uh, research. And, you know, if you don't have the funds, it makes it even harder. But just like things that you could do on a daily daily basis, your space, your environment, you know, your your files, these things create anxiety. Mm-hmm. These things create stress and just like overwhelm, right? So if we get on top of this stuff, um, it's going to, you know, put us that much closer to just being in a mentally healthy space. But that's all we got today. Um, that was good. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I, felt good. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the episode. Um, very powerful episode for us. And it felt good to talk to you guys about it. Was it was therapeutic. Um, it was super <laughs> therapeutic. And, um, you know, you guys are going to just all hear more and more about, you know, mental wellness and, and therapy, because I think it's something that the world is kind of catching up on, especially like our community is definitely catching up on. So, um, your assignment. Uh oh, they got homework. Your mm. assignment, your homework. If you're listening, all right. I want you guys to at least research a couple of therapists. You guys can, if you guys have a health insurance. You guys, a lot of health insurances have um, a network that you can search, a database that you can search. Um, you know, at the very least, just kind of like research and try to like book one session. I know like it can get extensive and expensive, but just, just, just one session. Start with one. And, you know, if they're college students, you can exactly. get like three or four for free. Exactly. Right. So there's different programs and things like that. Just do the research and just be very, very uh, diligent with it. But make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Right. A nice and neat the podcast. I'm back. You guys can follow us uh, on, make sure you guys subscribe to our Spotify channel, uh, subscribe to our Apple podcast, YouTube, our YouTube. We're on Patreon now. We are on Patreon now. So And share it. You know? Share it. So that's go Patreon for the exclusive content. Exclusive content. You're not getting that on the YouTube. If you want the exclusive content. So. You know, deets to the fit. Yeah. yeah, swag check is no longer gonna be on the gram. So yeah. locations that you can take a date yeah. on. You know what I mean? I'm but just saying. I appreciate Ooh. you guys for rocking with us, man. This is season four, man. We're happy to be back. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan, and this is another episode of Nice and Neat. And I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get Peace. them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make the plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, the rest get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm going pull four in the fucking white sand. I give it all to this fucking mic stand. If it's been done before, then I know I can. I'm on the rise, I'm trying to keep a level head. She want my time, she begging me to give me neck. I'd rather shed blood to the ground while I'm here. Put some weight on top of my name, my time here is not clear. I told Beretta VB Diamonds all up in the chamber. My homie mother shooting up, I feel like I gotta save her. Government Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.